Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WET, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the Health Promotion Suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for a non-traditional campus. My name is Bella, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. My name is Josh, and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. And my name is Quinn. My pronouns are he, him, his. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be your hosts for this podcast. Let's get into it. Disclaimer. This episode should not be used in the place of treatment or to diagnose anything. It is purely informational. If you have concerns, you should always contact your healthcare or mental health care provider to diagnose or seek treatment. If you are experiencing mental health symptoms during Shaq's operating hours of Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Friday's 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., our phone number is 503-725-2800. If it is after hours or you are in a state of crisis, reach out to Lines for Life at 800-273-8255 or text 273-TALK to 839-863. They have operators 24-7. All right. So we have Gary here from Counseling Services. Hi, Bella. Uh, yeah, my name's Gary. Um, I'm the uh, one of the interns uh, at the Shack Counseling um, Department. And uh, I guess I'm here today to talk about um, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. So I guess we'll just start with what exactly is seasonal affective disorder or SAD? Uh, the way I understand it, um, SAD is one of the subtypes of uh, depression, uh, which means to say uh, if you are aware of what depression is, um, seasonal affective disorder is, uh, is a variety that is thought of as existing or, or the symptoms present um, certain times of the year only and then are in remission uh, during the rest of the year. Okay. And what are some of the signs and symptoms of SAD? Um, well, typically, uh, when I say typically, actually, uh, sometimes it's thought of, they're thought of as atypical symptoms of depression. Um, and the way I understand it, they include um, uh, excessive fatigue, difficulty concentrating, um, Changes in sleep, uh, feelings of social isolation, low motivation, um, and maybe even suicidal ideation, among other things. Mm-hmm. So, you touched on it a little bit, but how do you, how does a person know if it's sad and not just general depression? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure we can really know these things. Uh, the idea of I mean, at least my idea is that uh, we just have to be curious about it and um, and seek help, um, seek community, sort of find find out answers rather than just sort of going with it. Um, that said, um, given the symptoms that I've I've already um, I've already mentioned. Um, Signs and symptoms. Uh, I suppose we can. You can also think of it as the the winter blues, or cabin fever, um, 
I guess just a feeling of being low during times of the year when uh, typically uh, there's less sunlight. Mm -hmm. So is it just a Pacific Northwest winter thing? I think there's there's a common understanding or belief among people that um, it's mostly just winter and that in the Pacific Northwest it gets dark a lot of the time. So is it kind of just isolated to that or is, does it vary more? Um, I wouldn't say it's isolated to the Pacific Northwest. Um, from what I know, I mean, there are studies all over the globe. Um, I was reading some recently uh, that uh, used or that uh, engaged participants all over the eastern seaboard from um, Maine down to Florida. Uh, so it's not, I think, so much... Um, specific to the Pacific Northwest, but it is thought of in terms of uh, the, the winter iteration of seasonal affective disorder. It is thought to be related to latitude, um, and that is thought to um, uh, be directly correlated with the amount of light at different times of day that we're exposed to. That's interesting. Thank you. And can there be a difference in symptoms between SAD in the fall and winter versus spring and summer? Um, generally, no, uh, although I was reading uh, a little bit about um, SAD or uh, seasonal affective disorder in the summertime. Um, again, uh, if we think of um, these symptoms being related to light or the, the body's interpretation or the, the way light is taken in and the processes that are uh, conducted uh, with you know being exposed to sunlight, um, then summer uh, seasonal affective disorder could be uh, related to getting too much light. And mm. so, the um, one of the symptoms that can change, for instance, in the wintertime, a lot of folks uh, who suffer with sad uh, gain weight. Um, alternately, uh, folks who suffer, uh, and these are far fewer, by the way, I should mention that. Um, folks who suffer from seasonal affective disorder in the summertime tend to lose weight. At least mm. that's a general trend. That's interesting. I did not know that. Thank you. And I think uh, a question that might be on the mind of someone suffering from seasonal affective disorder or who knows someone suffering from it might be, does it last forever? Does it go away? Is there a cure? Mm. Well, I wish I knew that. That would be <laughs> great. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know of a cure, and I'm not sure that um, there is a, a cure for seasonal affective disorder, uh, especially um, in the context of there being a cure for uh, major depression. Um, so, you know, that brings up for me uh, an interesting um, way of thinking about it. Uh, I think when we, if we give too much thought, and this might this might be um, moralizing a little bit, but if we give too much thought to a, a cure. Uh, we might miss some of the more comprehensive uh, things that we can do to help ourselves. So um, there are treatments mm -hmm. for sure, uh, and there are successful treatments for all manner of like mental health uh, issues. Um, but to, I guess to, to, to be blunt, no, I don't know of any cure. And then on the piece of does it last forever, is it like a lifetime illness with with treatment, it can it can be helped over time. And is it yeah. something that kind of 
is cyclical, like might come back or something like that? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, I'm going to say it depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good go-to because it does vary. It, uh, I imagine it varies over um, developmental period. It can vary depending on the environment. Uh, certainly with seasonal affective disorder, it's going to vary during the, uh, depending on the time of year mm-hmm. and the amount of light that you're exposed to. Definitely. So if someone were to meet with a provider and get diagnosed with SAD, or even if they were just experiencing the winter blues, as you called it, are there good coping techniques that can help? Um, the most ubiquitous uh, treatment is exposure to full spectrum light. And so um, a, a lot of people will expose themselves to a light box. Um, and it's just what you think it is. It's a, a bunch of uh, light bulbs in a panel that um, you can sit in front of. And I believe, if I understand this correctly, that the, uh, the, the prescribed um, lumi- lumination is some, somewhere around 10,000 uh, lux of full spectrum light. Uh, recommended distance to sit from the light is about two feet. Um, and I think uh, 30 minutes uh, in a session is the, the sort of starting um, period of time that you want to sit in front of it. Uh, from, from what I've been told, um, you can purchase these pretty affordably uh, mm-hmm. online. I mm-hmm. think I saw one on Amazon for about 30 to 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. So um, that could be the, the low-hanging fruit, <laughs> the closest we get to an instant cure. Mm-hmm. I will also say um, that we have light therapy here in health promotion. So at the Mind Spa, we have a sunlight alcove. So if you make an appointment at the Mind Spa, you can use that light therapy service there. Um, you know, so, before we move on, I mean, there are a few other things that, that are also found to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this isn't, um, I'm, I'm just going to run through a few of these really quickly uh, because I think they, they, uh, they're they important. Um, I mentioned earlier that, that sort of taking care of yourself and addressing any issues that you're experiencing, uh, health-wise at least, um, it's good to, to consider all your options. And so... Um, a comprehensive attitude towards just, you know, improving the quality of your life is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means healthy eating, uh, good sleep hygiene. Um, it also means maintaining uh, robust rituals and schedules. Uh, certainly for SAD, it would mean prioritizing um, outdoor activities, getting outdoors, getting your body moving and active. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, getting light. Um Plan social time, interaction with family and friends. Um, and then the, there are also, um, you know, therapeutic treatments that can be considered too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so if a student suspects that they might be experiencing symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, what would their next step be? Um, well, this might be a good time for us to plug the services here at Shack. Mm-hmm. Um, although before I do, I just like to recommend people check in with their networks, their, you know, their community. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, one of the ironic symptoms of, of depression is to withdraw socially, mm-hmm. energetically from, um, 
some of the, the routines in life. And so um, one thing that you can do is talk to people about it. If mm-hmm. you're comfortable doing that, hey, I'm not feeling so hot today. I'm feeling kind of down. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. You know, getting uh, getting that conversation started, making it so it's not such a private experience. Um, yeah. That's something that, I don't know, is meaningful for me. Um and I think maybe to more accurately answer your question, there are also services available um, here at SHAC. Uh, I can speak to the, um, the counseling department services. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, SHAC is a very um, open and welcoming place for people who feel like they, they might need mental health services. Mm-hmm. For sure. So on another note, if a, if a student realizes that their loved one might be experiencing these symptoms or their loved one tells them that they might be experiencing these, how can the student support that person? Yeah, what a great question. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, what would I do? I would, I think I would start by saying, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Do you need help, you know? Would you like to talk about this? Should we go get a cup of Let's go for a nice brisk walk outside <laughs> in the sunshine and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about how would you support somebody who's uh, exhibiting mm-hmm. or you believe might be experiencing depressive symptoms? I think I would, I would start with listening to them and not necessarily telling them right away, like, here are all the things you can do to fix your problem um, because it can be a long-term problem and it's, it's a complicated one and hard to treat. So I would start with just listening to the areas that they need support in and not just trying to fix them necessarily. But then um, as conversations go on, maybe recommend um, seeking mental health support at either shack or if they're not a student, um, wherever they can get mental health support, um, either through their health insurance or um, just online. There's a lot of online resources like texting and calling um, that they can do to Mm -hmm. seek support. Um, And that's part of the accessibility that not everyone has access to a therapist. So um, looking at solutions that are outside of that traditional lens. Our thanks to Gary from the counseling staff for joining us today to talk about seasonal affective disorder. Now Quinn would like to talk a little bit more about the resources we have at PSU to help you or someone you know who might be experiencing this. Thanks, Bella, and thanks again to Gary. Um, So students are always welcome to come into the counseling services here at SHAC. They're located in Suite 200, so like that first floor here of the building. Um, And you can find them to schedule uh, either walk-in appointments um, or give us a call over the phone at 503-725-2800. We also have the Mind Spa here at SHAC, which is light therapy, a massage chair, biofeedback computer, like coloring, like a waterfall, tons of different cool stuff. You can make an appointment on the SHAC website under the health promotion tab for that. Every student gets three appointments per term. Um, One of the best ways that you can address SAD symptoms is to find your support network on campus. Since we are such a large and diverse university, it can sometimes feel challenging to build that network of people that you can rely on. But there are many ways to build the community here so you don't have to feel alone. A great way to do that is through the student groups, which you can find through the student activities and leadership programs or SALT. Uh, the PSU Connect can help you find those types of organizations you're looking for, from academic groups to cultural groups, and it can be a great way to find your people. 
Social isolation can worsen symptoms of SAD or even just general depressive symptoms. And chances are high that other people are going through the same thing. So reach out and find those social connections that can make it easier to cope. If you're looking for academic support to help alleviate stress and anxiety, um, utilize your academic advisor. They can help you plan your courses in advance and give you the support and reassurance that you need to feel confident in your academic career. Many people like to take a lighter course load during winter term to give you room to deal with the symptoms of the SAD, and your advisor can help you plan your classes so that you can do just that and still feel confident that you graduate on time. You can also find more academic support at the Learning Center, which provides tutoring and can help you learn more to balance your school uh, with the rest of your life. They're located in the wonderful Carl Miller Library, not Carl Miller, just the Miller Library. <laughs> they can schedule um, some appointments online, so um, feel free to check the link in the description. If you're looking to relieve stress and be more active, Campus Rec has a wide variety of ways to help you exercise and be mindful in a way that works for you. There's also the Quiet Prayer Lounge and Meditation quiet prayer and meditation lounge located in the basement of the Smith Memorial Student Union, or SMSU, if you're looking for a quiet place to collect your thoughts. Links to everything are, of course, in the description of this episode. If you're not on campus, I do encourage you to still seek out the support networks and try and find resources like these that you think might help you or someone you know. And please remember um, to not diagnose yourself and seek professional help if you think that you might um, if this might be something that you're um, having symptoms of or struggling with, um, you're not alone. And there are many things that you can do to alleviate these symptoms. Thank you all for tuning and listening in. Thanks. Hey, y'all. Now it's time for the questions section of this episode. Um, so every week we will take your questions um, about the topic that we cover either at the hut or on our Instagram. Um, and this week I've kind of cultivated and condensed some of the main um, themes regarding seasonal affective disorder that I saw. Um, so most of the questions that we received revolved around the topics of like home remedies and what an individual can do by themselves to address that. Again, I just want to take a second to address the biggest thing you can do for yourself or others if you're concerned about seasonal affective disorder symptoms is to reach out to a licensed provider, whether that is your primary care provider um, through health services or through um, like a licensed counselor of some kind. Um, but one thing that you can do at home by yourself is you can do self-monitoring. So either by um, journaling or doing like a daily overall like mood and energy level check. Um, you, if you start to notice a pattern um, during certain times of year, um, reach out and talk with your providers. Um, maybe a, like plan um, and practice extra self-care during that time and give yourself permission to be kind and patient with yourself. It can kind of give you like a tool to really be able to real world see what's going on. Um, and another thing is, as awful as winters can be, just try and get outside as much as possible and soak in as much natural daylight as you can. Um, if you're able to pair that with exercise, even better. Um, but both of these can be very beneficial tools. Um, I know grabbing a raincoat or an umbrella isn't always the most appealing, but uh, I promise there's there's sunlight out there somewhere between those clouds to like soak some of that in. Um, Another big topic that came up was um, regarding um, vitamin D supplements and if they can, like, they're actually beneficial or not. Um, so studies showed mixed results on vitamin D supplements. If you've used them before or are currently using them and feel like they're helping, go for it. Um, you can talk with your primary care provider if you have concerns regarding vitamin deficiencies and get lab work done to monitor that. Another popular topic um, was about light therapy and if it actually helps. So natural daylight is of course going to be the best option, but light therapy lamps also can help. Um, myself personally, I found um, a lot of help with getting through the winter, um, pairing my like light therapy lamp with exercise and just dragging myself outside at least once a day. Um, so either chilling in the mind spa here on campus or like eating breakfast and dinner in front of the light um, definitely makes at least for me, getting through the Portland winters a little bit easier to manage. 
Um, the last really intriguing question that I found um, was somebody asked, is SAD more common in 2020 than in previous years? Um, and I wasn't able to find any credible research that stated definitively if SAD diagnosing rates were higher than it previously has been. However, with mental health topics and needs being more and more destigmatized, the conversation around seasonal defective disorder and other mental well-being topics definitely has expanded and I hope continue will do I hope will continue to do so. Um, so just I don't know, the knowledge and discussion around those topics is definitely becoming more open and mainstream. Um, but I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, you can catch us next week with the topic of stress management and focus tools. And um, we'll be opening up questions both at the hut and our Instagram page um, to be able to discuss that. Until next time. We'll catch you next week on Wednesday with our next episode. For winter 2020, The Hut will be out on campus on Wednesdays from 11 to 1 and Thursdays from 10 to 12. Follow us on Instagram at PSU underscore what to find out where we'll be and, and to get more wellness content from us. The link to the Instagram and our website is in the description of this episode. Thank you all for listening and take care of yourself today.